Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. When we were in our teenage years, things were bad, but now things are horrible. But the good news is that where sin has abounded, grace has much more abounded. There's more grace today. There's more revelation today. There's more understanding today. So don't go mess with sin. Sin is a waste of time. So the Lord spoke to me. This is why I said, I'll blow your mind. He said, everybody, I'm inviting everybody to be an end time Enoch. You don't have to be 65 years old. You don't have to be 80. You don't have to be 90. It starts from zero, really. But let's use 12 because it's scriptural. Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. You know? So 12 o'clock. So, you know, the Bible speaks of, everybody turn me to Joel chapter 2. We're going to close shortly. How many people are still on my side? Joel chapter 2. Joel is one of the prophets, trust me. have mercy on us. Eh? Wale, have you, do you ever hear how much teaching do you hear from these prophets? Hardly. Hardly. It was also our teacher. I was always teaching either Mark eleven twenty three. you can have what you say, you know, some, you know. Uh. But this is where your destiny is. Is inside the prophetic scriptures. I remember it was 994. That was the year my son Joshua was born. Joshua is going to be 30 this year by the grace of the glory of God. You know, it was 1994. God gave me that revelation beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. From You know the name of the book? Zephaniah. Have you ever heard of Zephaniah? (laughs) Nobody nobody reads scriptures like that. Zephaniah. What do I want to do with Zephaniah for God's sake? Yet our destiny was in Zephaniah. I'd read it before because I read the whole Bible my first year as a Christian. But I just, it was just mental knowledge. I just read it. You know, I didn't know what it meant. 1994. Revelation. That's why you need to read your Bible every day. Now, Joel chapter 2. And I want to read just two verses. Verses 2, 28 and 29. It's talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the end times. You know, which started on the day of Pentecost. So it's still applicable till today. And it shall come to pass afterward. That is a prophetic reference to the manifestation of the sons of God. You know, the spirit without measure. But I'm not looking at that now. I'm going to take now in the context Peter took it. When he says, and when Peter quoted this scripture, he didn't use afterward. He used in the last days. There are two applications. So this, we're sticking with that one to start for today. Because we're still in that 
time, you know, the last days. And it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Everybody say all flesh. Some monitoring say all mankind. Now look at the demographics. And your sons and daughters shall what? Your old men shall dream. Your young men shall see. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. All demographics and all ages are covered. Look at it. Sons and daughters. That will give you 12 till 30. Young men will go from 30 to 70. Old men will be 70 and above. Everybody is covered. Male and female. God makes no distinction. So everybody who is alive today can be an Enoch. Get a revelation of the flood. You see, that's what Enoch, Enoch was living in bad times. But it was about to get worse. You have to understand the history of humanity. God made Adam and Eve. They sinned. Their first son became a murderer. He killed his brother Abel. Then, there was, then they got another son called Seth. From Seth, a righteous line started coming. So the, the line we're talking about now that Enoch came from is Seth. That's why we get the word anti-Semitic. You know, that's the, that's the line from which Enoch, Noah, then later on Abraham came and Moses and then the Jewish uh, 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 race and all of that. So that, 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 that line of people were there. And, and these guys, you know, they handed over the knowledge of God by oral tradition from generation to generation about the God, their father, Adam, knew in the Garden of Eden that was what he used to walk with before they fell. Now, what happened was that many of these guys, you know, uh, a lot of the other people, you know, did not retain the knowledge of God. The, 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 the descendants of Cain and Nimrod. and so, so what happened was that evil and sin began to multiply in the earth. It got worse and worse and worse. Idol worship, you know, killing of children, infanticide. You know, they used to kill, they used to kill children, babies. See, in this day, we are shouting about abortion. In those days, the, the, the baby would have been born. The baby would be alive. Then they would sacrifice the baby to a god. Moloch and all these terrible... This is one of the reasons why God did what he did. That he asked them to kill all that generation. Say, ah, what of the children? Children are going to heaven. Keep your mouth shut and mind your business. God knows what he's doing. Are you listening to me? Life doesn't end here. Because if you leave those children, they will teach them the wrong thing. Have you never read the scripture? Where the Bible says that the fruit of the womb is his reward. And that children are the heritage of the Lord. Who told you it's your heritage? Who gave you the child? All children are God's children. 
you and I are only parents as custodians on the earth. And you will give account to God of what you did with his children. Mm. Mm. That's why we dedicate babies. We give it back to the owner for a safekeeping. Because we recognize that in ourselves we cannot keep the child. Mm. Another message for another day. Are you still on my side? Now, understand this. So sin began to multiply in the earth. Violence, wickedness. Let me just give a few samples. So you appreciate what, you know, all the terrible things that were happening. You know what they... This was even after the flood, but it just is a sample of the kind of things, how bad humanity had degenerated to. Lot, because of greed and covetousness, goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. Two angels are sent to him through Abraham's intercession because of the judgment that was going to come on Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know what those guys did? The men of Sodom. They saw these two handsome, big, you know, guys. They didn't know they were angels. And they wanted to have sex with them. Can you imagine? Shows you how, how, how degenerate the society had become. Because of this condition and God saw the progression. It was going from bad to worse to worse to worse. God had made up his mind that he was going to bring a flood that's going to remove the uh, 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 sinful men on the earth and preserve a generation. We'll talk more about that next time when we talk about Noah. Through Noah. So ahead of time, God will do nothing on the earth except he first reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And who was the prophet of the time? Enoch. So, when Methuselah was born, God revealed it through his name that this boy, by the time this boy dies, the flood will come. Enoch woke up. So it is here today. All of you who are listening to me, sons and daughters, young men and young women, old men, I don't count myself old because I'm not 70 yet, praise the Lord. So I still put myself in the class of the young men between 30 and 70. Anything above 70 is old. So in five years time, I'll be old, but then I won't be old, amen. It's all, all, it's all in the mind. Amen. What do we do? Closing, 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 closing. Number one, make more room for Jesus. I'm not going to go through that. We've been talking about that. Number two, this, I got this from Kenneth Hagin's, that tape I sent, the, the, the message I sent to you, Kenneth Hagin's tape. I knew it before, but God used Kenneth Hagin. That's what prophets do. They clarify, they, they confirm, they clarify, and they amplify. You know, God was speaking to me. You know, he spoke to me. Number two, get the knowledge of God and spiritual things. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Dear beloved, I will not have you ignorant concerning the spiritual. Majority of Christians are 
ignorant concerning spiritual things. Reality of spiritual things, spiritual forces, spiritual beings, spiritual laws. Total ignorance. You need a spiritual education. We shared a, 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 a daily rhema some weeks ago. Pastor Wally and Pastor Laulu chose it. You know, getting a spiritual education. There's a big difference between education and literacy. Anybody who can read and write is literate. But they're not educated. Says, so oh, because you can read and write, let him come and treat you as a doctor. He's not, he's not. To become a doctor, you have to be educated. So you have to go to school. You have to learn biology and chemistry and physiology and anatomy and biochemistry over many years and practice it. Then your mind becomes trained in that particular profession. Then you can practice that profession. Then you're, you're educated. Many Christians are literate. They know what the Bible says mentally, but they are spiritually uneducated. You need to get a spiritual education and take it more seriously than the education for your medicine or education for physics or education for economics or education for banking. You know why? She's thy life. Take fast hold of instruction. She's thy life. The degree of your spiritual education and there are degrees. There is O level, there is A level analogs, you know, equivalents. There is a, a, a bachelor's, which is cleansing perfection. There is a master's, which is manifesting perfection. Then there is a doctorate, which is perf permanent perfection. Oh, yes. Oh. Jesus stopped at master's and said, You guys do the rest. The works I did, you would do an end greater. So I've shown you enough. Ah! Glory be to God. Stand to your feet. I'm not closing the sermon yet, but I want you to stand. Except for the elderly or the infirm. Oh, I don't want you sleeping on me. Am I down low? They don't know that God is watching as I'm preaching. Oh, you want me to mention names? Don't let me go there. <laughs> they said mercy. Get a spiritual knowledge of spiritual things. Not only gifts, but spiritual things generally. Spiritual beings, spiritual forces, spiritual laws. These are things I've been teaching you all these years. Love is not an emotion, it's a force. It's a spiritual force. Peace is a spiritual force. Joy is a spiritual force. They, they act on your emotions, but they are not emotions. And you launch them through your mouth. Most Christians are ignorant of these things. Number two. That's number two. Number one, make more room for Jesus, which is prayer and all of that. Then number two, get the knowledge of God's word of God and spiritual things. Number three, covet earnestly, earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. First Corinthians 
chapter 14. Go there. Who's still on my side? Mm. Don't mind the man. Make us stand up. I'm not on his side again. SM do me. SM do me. I come and punish one church. My Lord church don't punish one. I'm saying the thoughts of men's hearts. God has your number. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Follow after love. The, the old King James says charity, but if you have a new King James, he says, um, uh, uh, the new King James says, pursue love. Pursue love and desire spiritual. Again, gifts is in italics, meaning that in the original Greek, it's not gifts. It's just pursue spiritual things. Follow after love and pursue after love and desire spiritual things, especially that you may prophesy. Now, why? I mentioned this glancingly on Wednesday, but I want to expand it. And we'll talk more about it when we're going to Noah and some of the other great saints. Why? Prophecy, which is equivalent to tongues and interpretations, are the utterance gifts. They are the door to all the other gifts. I heard Ken Hagen say this years ago. Now I understand the mechanics. And this is it. It is utterance, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, that will open the door to revelation. It is revelation that will open the door to the power gifts. Everybody say utterance gifts. Say vocal gifts. Say revelation gifts. Then say power gifts. It's a, see, this is this kind of thing I'm talking about. Spiritual education. What I'm giving you now, you won't read it in a book. I understand it because I have spiritual understanding. An answer to that prayer of Colossians 1. And be filled with knowledge of doing all wisdom. So that's what I'm giving you now. I yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me. Will you start with the vocal? That's why the first thing God gives you is tongues. If you stay with it and you have a right attitude, prayer, polite prayers and all, making more room for Jesus, it will open the door to revelation gifts. Which in turn will open the door to the power gifts. You don't just jump to power. So Kenneth Hagin was teaching us over 40 years ago, the title of that message was how to have more, greater measure of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, this is the, this is, this is the track. Vocal, that's why you want more gifts of spirit, speak more in tongues. Pray more in tongues. The next thing you're going to come is revelation. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Look at, I've been teaching by the grace, I yet not, I grace. Look at the amount of revelation. How do you think I got it? Is it because I'm special? Or because my name is Olubi? <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Amen? It's because by the grace of God, I spent minimum three, four hours praying in tongues every day. Days when I have church like this, I do five, six. Some days I do nine. It's the door. It's the key. There's no other way. <laughs> I, just got a, I just got a scripture from the Lord. You know, he says, hey, all those that go and say they are thieves and robbers. 
is in John 10. He said, I am the door. He said, if any other comes, and he's a thief and a robber. And there are plenty of thieves and robbers in the church today. They claim to have revelation. They claim to have power. But they didn't get it from God. They are thieves and they are robbers. So covet, you're not allowed, the Bible says thou shalt not covet. But here you are permitted to covet. He said, covet earnestly the best gifts, especially, especially prophecy. I'm trusting God that from Passover, which is going to be around late March, early April, we're going to start seeing more of the gifts of the Spirit in the manifestation. And what I'm doing by these preachings and teachings is to create a hunger and a desire. Covet. Especially prophecy. Pray a lot in tongues. Ken Hagen said this in his own experience. You know, he said the more he prayed in tongues, the more he saw the gifts of the Spirit. The less he prayed in tongues, the less the gifts of the Spirit. Why? Because tongues is the gateway. It's the key. I would say vocal. Revelation, power. That's how it works. Anybody try and jump to power and he doesn't go through vocal, he's a thief and he's a robber. I'm going to close. Trust me, I'm going to close. Watch and pray always. That's already there. Making more room for Jesus. I put it in bracket. We've done that, so I'm not going to do that again today. To walk. And so walk in the more excellent way of love. How are you going to get these gifts in the spirit? And this power of God in your life? Love. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 31. And we're going to close. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I heard Kenneth Hagin say this years and years ago. Somebody said tongues is not important. Kenneth Hagin said... And God spends three whole chapters on what is not important. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 13, and 1 Corinthians 14 on what is not important. But see how he did it. He now sandwiched it in love. Do you know why the tongues of most of the church is not working? The Pentecostal, you know, it's not, it's not producing revelation. Certainly not producing any power. Uh, it's not this uh, power must change hands. <laughs> All these thieves and robbers. <laughs> Seriously. You know why? No love. No sufficient emphasis on the love of God. First Corinthians chapter 12. Who is still on my side? Glory be to God. But covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet, so covet is one way. Covet is one condition, but it's not the only condition. And yet, I show you a more excellent way. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I become his tongue, and so on and so forth. I don't want to go into all of If you don't go on the way of love, 
even those gifts you have will become ineffective. So for us to be an end time Enoch, we have to make more room for Jesus. We have to earnestly covet the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy, because it is the gateway to revelation and power. Then we have to pray and then walk in love. Then our gift will remain pure and it will have power. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.